This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Every day is a fresh hell. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. That was I Did What I Could With My Gas Mask On by George Formby. It's about a man doing the best he could with a mask on his face because at the time it was World War Two, and people just made some simple sacrifices by wearing a mask to remain safe and healthy. Uh, so that's, that's what that song's about. And of course it's by George Formby, who I used to perform with many years ago during the war. Yes, uh, Edith was one of George's performbies. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, kiddies. Hello and welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. We are so thrilled to be coming into your ears. My name is Ms. Edith Vale. Uh, I am one of your hosts for the podcast and I'm joined by... One of the most beautiful women in the world, I'd have to say, Ms. Maureen McGillicuddy. Oh, hello, darling. Hello. Hello, darling. (laughs) (laughs) That's... I'm being beautiful. I'm being beautiful. Oh, you're a kidder. You're a kidder. How are you? Now, a serious question, Edith. How are you? Are you okay? Uh, Look, it's... It's been a tough one, love. You know, we're in Melbourne, for any new listeners, and uh, we're, we're currently in the strictest lockdown laws in the entire world. <laughs> we sure are. Yeah. So, yes, to be honest with you, I, I have been feeling a little bit flat. I, um, right, are you? You know, I, I'm depressed, I probably, probably okay. is the word, you know. Yeah, right. Um, I, I'm really struggling. I've been thinking about calling one of the hotlines that they keep. Right. Yeah, hotlines. Yeah, I see that on the TV. Yeah, I've been really busy too. Yeah, I'm really flat. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's ah, that's. I really need some help. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's actually it's funny because I was I was watching Studio Ten. They are like that. Studio Ten. Yeah, they they've been that's been keeping me company, and I got a lot of phone calls from my family this week. So uh, that's that was a a real real boon for me. And uh, the strangest thing, I got an email the other day, and uh, and it was saying that in my superannuation account, which I forgot I have, I forget I had, they had uh, un- they had taken too much money in fees, and they were refunding it. Thirty years of of of, uh, of superannuation, they refunded fifteen thousand dollars that they're refunding back to me. Just a, fr- a free kick there, so <laughs> it's been terrific. I can't pay my bills anymore. Oh, it's not been all, uh, you know, sunshine, uh, lollipops and vodka cruises for me, you know. Uh, I've had a tough time. I got really scared. <laughs> really, love? What happened to you? I had what I believe to be an Excel, st- Excel stencil ex- at that crisis. I don't even I don't even know myself. Here's me going on about my depression when you're having a crisis <sighs> yourself. What what's happened, love? Oh well, I'm going to sound like a bit of a silly idiot. You won't believe me when I say this, but well, because you can't go to real shops. You've got to do online shopping and then click and collect. Oh, that's dreadful. And I did that for the for mm. Big W. I had to buy yes. a new measuring tape, and yeah. uh, and that's essential. And I bought it on the internet to go and pick it up. Mm. What I can't work mm. out is I still go to the shop to pick it up. Why can't I just go into the shop? Of course, if you did go into the shop yourself, it would just be you that touched the item and took it to the till, rather than about 30 different blokes in the stockroom uh, putting it into boxes and labelling it and all that sort of thing. But no, 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 that make whatever, whatever, yes, keep going. It makes more sense for me to go and pick it up from a car park four levels below where the actual shop is. And you do do a lot of your shopping in a car park, don't you? I saw you taking $300 down to a man named Stefano, I think it a was. A nice guy, too. Oh, it was uh, cornflour. Cornflour, I was making a curry. Anyway, as I was checking out of the, the website, it came up and it asked me to push all of the pictures that had a fire hydrant in them. And and so you just push the button and then you tick a box that says, I'm not a robot. Have you seen that, Edith? No, I, I don't I don't use the internet, but I have heard of it, yes. Well, uh, well you push all the pictures that have a fire hydrant and I did that. And then I pushed, I'm not a robot. And then I pushed, 
next, and it came back and said that I was wrong. And that's how I found out that I'm a robot. Maureen, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I didn't I had know. no idea either. Yeah, and, and I had to be told by the person at recapture that I was a robot. Well, do you know what? That makes sense, to be honest with you, love, because do you remember in the 90s when we used to go partying? The warehouse parties. The warehouse parties. And uh, you were very good at the robot dance, remember? Oh, my God, I was. I burned up the dance floor with my robot dance. You did, yes. I was a disco diva. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Oh. Also makes sense why you have to plug yourself into a socket every night. Yes, and uh, and that man comes along once a year with a crazy haircut and a lab coat. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Oh, dear. Oh, I should stop crying. I might spark and catch on fire. <laughs> I'd better stop crying. Oh, well, cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, due to my depression, I haven't been up to much. I'm sorry, I haven't brought a lot to this week's episode. I, I feel dreadful about it. Are you it. depressed? But um, I've got a copy of the newspaper here. I thought perhaps I could maybe read through some of the articles. What newspaper is it? Uh, the Herald Sun. That'll cheer you up. They're full of good, happy stories. Um, here we go. What have we got here? Uh, Qantas. You don't fly Qantas, do you? No. Uh, no, not for me. I'm an Anzette girl. I might fly Tiger if I had to. Well, you can't anymore. It's gone as well. Oh, really? Oh, well, what's happening with Qantas? Well, Qantas, it says here, because of the coronavirus and everything, Qantas are selling off their stock, their merchandise and things. Oh. So you can buy, you know, those little bottles of uh, booze that they sell? Do I ever? And the, the little mini Tim Tams they have and the biscuits from Byron Bay and that sort of thing. They're selling all of that before it goes off because they can't sell it to you on the aeroplane for $58 a piece. Right. Uh, oh, they're also selling off the business class pyjamas, you know, the grey pyjamas with the kangaroo on them. Oh. Uh, they're selling those off as well. Right. Oh, that's terrific. But that might be a little bit confusing, Edith. I'm just thinking about all the granny chasers that, uh, that we followed back, all these young blokes that follow us. Well, there's a certain group, I don't know if you'd check the Instagranny account very much. No, I let you do the socials. There's a few of them that always post pictures in the in the chair on the aeroplane going, you know, just out for the, just popping out for the morning to sort of, they write funny captions because they're clearly going overseas and they go in the first class and they always take pictures with those pyjamas. I'm really worried then that they're not going to, I won't be able to tell. Yes, how, how are all the rich white gays going to let everyone know that they're rich white gays if everyone can post selfies in their business class oh. Qantas pyjamas? You're right, love, those poor people. They're the real victims of this virus, I Mm -hmm. What else is in here? Let me have a look. Um, oh, here we go. New Zealand is back in lockdown. Oh. <laughs> What's the point of putting New Zealand in lockdown? They're all over here. Well, well, I suppose there's probably a few of them left over there. What's old Jacinda doing to keep them indoors? Uh, she's uh, closing the shops at 5pm. Nightclubs have to close. Uh, tourist attractions won't be taking any more visitors. Uh, Doesn't sound any different to when I went there. Well, actually, that's true. Not a huge change for them, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and uh, they're only allowed to visit each other if they're related to each other. Oh, that shouldn't be too hard. They're all second cousins. No, true. Yeah, very true. Operating as normal. Yes, yeah. Um, let's see what else is in the newspaper. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, the Lord Mayor of Melbourne is in the newspaper. Oh, really? Yes, Sally Craps in the newspaper. Sally Craps in the newspaper? Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense because Sally Craps on the council. Yes, uh, Sally Craps absolutely everywhere. Uh, it says here that the whole city of Melbourne is waiving their parking fines while we're in stage four lockdown. Oh, dear. Oh, look, at least that will keep Caroline down here in the bunker. We haven't even introduced Caroline. Caroline! Oh, we haven't. We nearly forgot about her. How rude of us. Caroline is our dumb, mute friend that uh, is chained up in the corner of the bunker that we're coming to you live from at the moment. Are you right, Caroline? You're, you're all right, love? All right. 
Uh, all right, Cash. Yeah, you're right over there, love. She's so happy lately. The last two weeks since we've gone into the stage four lockdown, she can't get the smile off her face. But I'm a little worried about telling Caroline about the council cancelling all those parking fines because Caroline loves going into the city and uh, and she carries around a few fake parking signs that she's got. Might be 15 minutes parking she puts up all day. You know, and so people park there all day and get a parking fine. <laughs> That's right, I know. It's her favourite hobby. It's her favourite hobby. Uh, what else is in here? Oh, little Bindi Irwin's in here. You know, lovely little Bindi. I yeah, love her. She's Australia's princess, yeah. Oh, she's pregnant. I didn't know she was that old. Oh, she, of course, she got married. She, how old is she? Old enough to get pregnant, I can tell you. Uh, it says here that she wanted to call the baby Steve... After her father, but they've just found out that it's going to be a girl. So they've decided to call it Barbara instead. Oh, Barb. Barb, that's a lovely name, Barb. Beautiful name and very fitting. Really? Why? Towards the end of Steve's life, one of the closest things to his heart was a Barb. That's true. That's very true. What else have I got? Oh, politics. Here we go. It says here that it turns out that it's actually the federal government's fault that the coronavirus got into the nursing homes. <laughs> Here we go. That's in the Herald Sun, is it? Mm. Yeah, well, it's that's not true. It's, it's I think it's Daniel Andrews. No, fault, no, no. It? No, no, is no. It? No, it says right here that aged care facilities are the responsibility of the federal government and not the state government. Oh. Oh, right. So, oh, well, actually, you know... Uh, now that I realise it's not Daniel Andrews' fault, I don't think I'm quite as mad about it. No, me neither. In fact, Edith, uh, you know what? I'm I'm almost a little bit grateful, but because because of, of all this, when we had to you know not be around other people in the nursing home, they upgraded us to a larger bunker. And it's so much more comfortable down here. That's true. Very true. In fact, there's now never a queue for the chocolate mousse after dinner. You know, we always had to queue up behind all the other the residents for the chocolate mousse. Well, there's no one else to queue up behind anymore. Oh, do you know what? How good, ScoMo? How good is the federal government? How good is Chocky Moose? Yeah, love it. Love it. Good on ScoMo. Good on him. Um, all right. I'll find one more. One more story. Oh. Here we go. So much is happening in the news. I know. Uh, It says here, Kerry-Ann Kennelly has been fired from Studio 10 due to budget cuts. Oh, some of our listeners might be too young to know who Kerry-Ann Kennelly is. But, uh, oh, she, she was huge. She was huge. She has lost some weight, but she was huge. Look, I do agree with her politics on, on things like, you know, trans people. Yeah, the Black Lives Matter, I completely And the Black Lives that. Matter, yeah. that's correct. Um, she has some very correct views in those two specific things yep. that she has expressed nationwide on television. But otherwise, of course, she is a bit of a tart, really. Yeah. A lot of our listeners might not know that we know Kerry and quite personally. Oh, we know her very, very well. Yeah, we, we've worked with her before. Yes, of course, Maureen and I have been entertaining for years. It's not just the, the podcast that we do together. We've been doing stuff oh, for donkeys years. And we first met Kerry ann uh, when we were touring Nam. That's Vietnam. Vietnam, sorry. That's what we called it at the time. And uh, we were we were hired, because we've always been performers, we were hired to go over there and entertain the troops. And there was a few of us. There was uh, Ding Dong Drysdale. Who later changed her name to Denise Drysdale, I think is how people She did. She yeah. did. She was born a Ding Dong. Um, Rhonda Birchmore, uh, Patty Newton, uh, Caroline Springs, Maureen McGillicuddy, Edith Vale, and of course, Kerry Ann Kennelly. And it was hard Work, kids. You don't. You think this pandemic? Oh. it was real hard work back in. Um, you know, we were on our feet all day entertaining the troops, mm-hmm. and Kerry Ann was on her knees all night entertaining the troops. If you know what I mean, kid. Mm-hmm. Actually, Kerry Ann, when we restarted this podcast, I reached out to her to see if she wanted to, you know, get the old gang back together. Mm-hmm. And she has not responded to, to oh. any of my calls. What, oh. a, what a tart. Yeah, oh, and she won't now. She'll be, you know, oh, God, I've got to get on jobs, job keeper, job seeker and all that. Oh, that's all. Yeah, no, bugger her. Apparently she's shacked up with Ian Hewitson as well. Yeah, it's that sad that it's turned into this and now she's mm. been fired. <laughs> What's wrong, Edie? Sorry, a little bit of the... 
depression crits back in. I just... Oh, all right. Well, should we go to an ad or something, do you think? No, well, we're just talking about Vietnam and... Um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I just um, was thinking of me dear old brother. Did I meet him? Oh, right. What was his name? He was Scottish. He, he was a Scot. A Scott Vale. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, right. Sorry, love. I'm, we might have to go to a break or something. No, 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 no. That's all right. I'm here. We lost my brother in, in Vietnam. Oh, I didn't know, Edith. I'm sorry. We were on a Kentucky tour in 2004 and he never left the gift shop. I, I, I don't know. We got back on the bus and... That's horrible. It is. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. No wonder you're, you're so depressed. Oh. Let's go to a word from one of our sponsors. That'll cheer us up. Australia's favouritest funny TV show is back! With me behind the microphone. That's right, we're all back, the whole gang. It's Australia's funniest home video show. <laughs> That's right, we've stormed the internet and downloaded every funny video we can think of and we're going to play it on primetime TV. Wednesday nights from 7.30, your favourite characters are back, including the nervous kid who falls off his bike. Hey Mum, what do you reckon will happen if I go rolling down the hill without a helmet on on my bike face first into a fire pit on our family holiday? The sad dog. No one around here ever takes me seriously. The grumpy dad. Why, you little kids. I told you if you don't respect what I say, I'll lock you up in your bedroom again. The broadly feminine kind of camp gay guy, but without ever saying that he's gay. Oh, yes. Um, uh, maybe I wouldn't mind having a chance to blow out my birthday candles. Hope my... If fringe doesn't catch on fire, who are? <laughs> and it wouldn't be a family Christmas caught on video if it wasn't for Grandma getting a bit tipsy and falling over. Oh, you bastards! Get out of my way! <laughs> the whole gang's back. 7.30 Wednesday nights on Channel 9. It's Australia's funniest home videos. Again. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Of course, listeners, if you'd like to support the podcast as well, you can sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash grannybingo. And you get some lovely rewards as well, don't you, love? Oh, you do. And, you know, a couple of bob a month, you wouldn't notice it missing, to be honest. You know, before lockdown, it would have gone straight up your nose. So you may as well give it to us and support our Patreon. Uh, there's wonderful benefits. Not many people know this, but Caroline is an artist. On the Jackson Pollock end of the art scale, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. The... You should see her knickers when they're hanging, hanging out on the line. They look like a Jackson Pollock artwork, I can tell do you. Do they ever, yeah. And uh, so she will do a little, a little picture for you, a hand-drawn picture. You can get a, a personalised message from us. We do monthly videos, exclusive videos for our Patreons as well. There's another one going up, I, I think, next week for those Patreons that are listening to this one. And another benefit that you would get is a shout-out on this podcast. Yo, this yo. very podcast. And we have a few people to shout-out to, some of our lovely new Patreon supporters. We've got uh, Carol Ann. Yeah, and the Anderson Wiesel Bangles family. What, how lovely is that? That's lovely. Uh, also Cody. And Stephen. Lovely Stephen. And uh, Dylan. And uh, over in ye olde, ye old blighty, it's Reese. Mm, and uh, lovely Samuel, Sammy. And Liam, thank you very much to all of you that have signed up since uh, last week. We really appreciate it. Oh, there's so much you could get. I mean, there's everyone goes into the draw once a year for uh, your choice of a, a brand new Mercedes-Benz four-wheel drive or a million dollars of gold bullion. 
Uh, we have to confirm that still, uh, but we'll announce more details as they come to hand. But one thing we have confirmed, of course, is that they do get discounts to what's become our regular online show. Of course, we always used to do a, a live show uh, in person at the 86 and Fitzroy, and we've been doing those online recently, mm-hmm. and uh, our Patreons get discounted tickets to those. In fact, if you sign up for Patreon, the amount of money you save on the ticket to Granny Bingo Online is pretty much the amount that you would pay for our Patreon, which is not good business on our part, but no, <laughs> we'll approve that. Uh, we might have to review that, <laughs> I think. Of course, the day after the last episode of the podcast came out, we did a Granny Bingo online, and it was so nice. It was our busiest one we've ever done. We had 250 people, and uh, it was very exciting. We were going to do another one in September, but of course, old Commandant Andrews, the mind Fuhrer Daniel Andrews, who, by the way, you know, we mentioned drugs earlier. There's a reason he's done 40 bloody press conferences in a row. It's, you're not staying awake like that because of a coffee. It's not coffee. Yeah, it's ice. Yeah. yeah. He's an ice addict and a coke addict. And that's because he puts them together, he pours a can of coke and some ice in there. Yes. And that gives him a little spring in his step and he goes and does the press conference. Anyway, we were going to do the next Granny Bingo online in September, the first month of September, but we can't do that because of the current rules. So we've decided we'll move it to the start of October. That's October the 5th. Uh, we will be doing that one. It happens via Zoom. And uh, you can jump onto the website comedyrepublic.com.au and buy your tickets there. Or, of course, to our Patreon subscribers. If you log into Patreon, you'll see an exclusive link there to buy some discounted tickets. Mm. Actually, yeah. no, I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking now. It, it, it's been two weeks since we've released another episode of the podcast. And I haven't been back mm. here. Yeah. We're in our little recording studio in our bunker. The bunker has its own recording studio. They also do double TFM from in here. Uh, which is lovely. Unfortunately, they didn't realise that the cord's been disconnected for the last 12 years. But um, I've just noticed my telephone, my mobile phone, I'm so awful at remembering you it. You don't use it. <laughs> I've left it sitting in here for the last two weeks and I've got so many voicemail messages on Check it. them. We've got time. Maybe we could bring back my segment, Edith Checks Her Voicemail Messages. We haven't Good done idea. this for a while. Do you want to explain the intricacies of this this segment oh. of the podcast for our oh, listeners? Oh, I can try. I can try. Uh, yeah, so uh, what it's called, uh, Edith Checks Her Voicemails. And uh, this is a segment we like to do where Edith uh, checks her voicemails. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. And we just all listen to it. <laughs> And sometimes they are just wonderful, you know. Last year, I remember, before we started the podcast up again, uh, we just sat down one day and I said, Go on, Edith, check your voicemails. And she did. And uh, you'll never guess, well, it was a woman from the from a motel that we had stayed at. We went to Bright on a council trip and stayed in the motel. And um, the woman from the uh, the motel called and said that there was a charge, cleaning charge for Edith's mattress. All right, all right. Let's start the segment. Let's start the segment. Here we go. All right. Oh, yeah, sure. No, no, I will listen to the new ones. Uh, yeah. Now, what do I push on here? I don't... 101. 101. Yeah, and then you ring it like a number. Ring. All right, here we go. Oh, it's ringing. Put it on speaker. Message received today. Oh, hello. This is a message for Edith. My name is Robert Accurate, and I'm Who's calling that? from the Australian Taxation Office. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. Just got a query with your 2019-2020 tax return. Uh, now, looking at the detail here, it seems as though you are in a, in a relationship. I did that I've for tax purposes. i uh-huh. Um, but then I've got another pension coming into your bank account, which is Caroline Springs. <laughs> now, we have no, Here other, they go. <laughs> no other details about this individual. Um, no one does. And also, you've claimed the working from home allowance. Um, yes. Now, I, I, I would assume by your age and that you're on the pension that you wouldn't be doing any forms of other uh. um, income. No, no so bingo. No bingo. Because you've, you've claimed $600 for working from home from March through till uh, this month. All right, oh. thank you. Again, it's Robert Accurate calling from the Australian Taxation Office. Please call me back on 1300 976 444 and uh. take your tax file number. Next <laughs> file number. I can't even remember my phone number. <laughs> there is no way I'm returning that. How do I make it do the next one? Do I? What do I push? Oh, push three. Deletes okay. the three. Three. All right. All right. Yeah. Here. Uh, here's the next one. Today. 
Oh, good morning, Edith. This is Veronica, and I'm calling from the Australian Red Cross Blood Service. Oh, I went there recently. You were in last week, yeah. um, and you brought your friend in Caroline Springs to make <laughs> yeah. a donation, which is lovely. Um, you, I think you were here more for the free donuts yourself. <laughs> you would be, Edith. You would be. One of the four things you can do in Melbourne at the moment. But that's okay. Um, but a bit of a concerning call. We've... Um, we can't use Caroline Springs blood. Oh, there's a lot of things um, we'd need to talk to her directly, but there's a lot of things that are not right with that lady. Um, I know. And we would encourage you to get her to emergency as soon as possible. No, they um, won't so take please it. let me know that you've got this message as soon mm. as possible. And my number at the Australian Red Cross is zero three nine eight four eight four eight nine eight. No, I d- I'm not Caroline. taking Caroline to emergency. I'll take her to the no. vet. At, at the most, I'll take her to the vet once a year for her immunisations, and that is it. Well, I'm deleting yeah, yeah. that. Uh, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Here we go. Message received today. Um, hi, Nan. It's me, Timmy. Oh, Timmy. Um, oh, that's my you, great-grandson, uh, okay. Timmy. Okay. Um, I miss you very much. Oh, he's so, he um, is just adorable, well, Edith. I just wanted to let you know because the um, someone's always at the door. Um, it's a they said they're from the Australian Defence Force. Oh, the Australian Defence um, Force. And they're looking for you because they said that you were sick. Uh, I was really worried about you. I'm sure you, it's man. not important. If if it was that important, they'd track me down, I'm um, sure. They said that you uh, were, they were trying to find you about the coronavirus. Yeah. That's the reason I can't oh. go to school at the moment. Um, they said that you were patient zero. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure. Um, it's so they're trying Uh-oh. to find you. Um, I told them that you were in the bunker, but they said that I was being a brat. Um, okay, man, I miss you. Please call me back. Oh, thanks for calling, Timmy. All right, here's the next Message one. Here we go. Received today. Oh, hello, Edith Vale. This is Marion calling from Curl Up and Die Hairdressing. Just a quick message. No doubt you've seen the news and um, pretty much you can't leave your house or anything in Melbourne at the moment and we've got an appointment for you to get your hair cut, coloured and set. Um, What I'm going to do is... um, I land next door at the news oh, yes. agents. Um, if you want to pop in there, because he's allowed to open, right. um, I'm putting all packages together for clients. So in there will be an old pair of scissors oh. um, that I don't use anymore. So keep those. Um, right. Also, I'll mix up your colour and just put that in. Like I'll in put a little bit of glad wrap. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, at home just give yourself a trim, put your colour through. It's really easy. Oh. Um, and rinse it through. Um, I'm ter- I'd love it that you would come in and have a cup of tea with me. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait the other side of this COVID bullshit Um, which is probably going to be like 2032 Um, hopefully you're not dead by then alright then Edith oh sorry that's a terrible joke to make call me back Oh, oh. oh that, uh, she might be doing herself out of a business. Once they start selling hair dye for home, to be able to dry your hair at home, the hair industry's done. You know, it's hard because, of course, I have my beehive and I've had the exact same beehive since 1962. I've had to sleep like a geisha for the last six months with lockdown. I, I, I have a little wooden block behind my neck so that the pillow doesn't ruin my hair. It's, it's, it's mm. dreadful, it's dreadful. But you look good. You look good. Thank you. You look modern. Thank you, love. It means a lot coming from you. Here we go. Here's the next one. Um, hi, Edith. It's Marilyn. <gasps> Marilyn. Um, I'm just getting around the girls about Christmas. Oh. What I'm thinking is that we'll have to do it over, or at least plan to do it over, over Zoom. Mm. Um, I've got an account. And what I'm thinking is I saw Seafood Extender. It was on sale this yeah. week, so I've already grabbed that. Um, and it's in my deep freeze. Yeah, it's frozable. Um, but can you start to think about how you could um, modernise your pavlova? Everyone loves your pavlova. Oh, pav. they do, they um, do. Whether you do little individual ones, and I collect them and drop them around to the girls, or um, you do a big one, cut them into slices, then mm. glad wrap it. Um, She's such a yeah, busybody. At the moment, I'm thinking everyone can do the 18th of December. Can you have oh, a look on your oh, calendar I think and I'm see free. if that Get works? Get your calendar, Edith. Um, 
I want some pavlova. Also, not going to do prezies. We think what we might do is make a donation to the bushfires. Oh yes. Um, so or maybe the vaccine, but I don't know where we'd where we would. Russia apparently have made it, but yep. I don't know. I'd only want to give my money to Aussies mm, to do it. Fair enough. Um, anyway, um, yeah, give me a call back. I love you, darling. Bye bye. I don't like that woman. I don't like it. When That's she because calls she doesn't call you about Christmas. She's one of my other friends that I like to keep separate from the podcast. That's private. Uh, oh, she's probably a lesbian. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Lebanon. She's born in. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, last voicemail message. Message here, received uh, today. Hello, Edith. It's Kerry Ann Kennelly oh, here. I Kerry hope you're Ann. well. I'm so sorry I missed she your call. Did. Oh, she did call. Oh, last week. I, I'm hoping I can speak with yeah, you again. Right, I'd love right. to do the podcast. It's a bit desperate, isn't I, it? Uh, I've just been a bit busy. Channel 10, you know, I've been, oh, on, channels. I've been on all the channels. 7, 9, 10. Oh. And uh, I'm, I'm now out of work. I found myself oh, needing some work. But, uh, I'm still quite young. Uh, I'm still, you know, well, no, I'm, 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 getting out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hang up on this. I'm deleting. Delete. Delete, delete. You know what? No, no. You know what? Kiri Ann can go and pull her jumper over her head. I'm not in. You know what? I, was, I only wanted her on the podcast while she was on Studio 10. I have absolutely no interest in having her on now. I'm sorry. She can get yeah, well, back. Do you know, it's, it's, that's, that's how fickle this industry is, and we should know. We do That's know. how fickle this industry is. You know, yesterday, K- Kerry Ann Kennelly was the number one, you know, most relevant person mm. on in the Australian media landscape, and today she's irrelevant. Irrelevant. You know, that's how fickle it is. Yeah, everyone knew her yesterday, so, oh, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Is it, Edith? Uh, it's a uh, freckle past a hair. <laughs> Time to get a watch. <laughs> no, well, let me have a look. It's uh, ten thirty in the morning. Mm. I am absolutely pickled. I am too. I'm pissed as a fart. <laughs> oh, and and to be honest with you, this is coming from someone who wouldn't touch booze with a ten foot pole. <laughs> You know, I, I actually once dated a ten-foot pole. He was from Warsaw. He was a tall guy. Couldn't fit through a normal door. Anyway, we're up to our next segment, which is Agony Grands, and this is when we do every episode. <gasps> this is a segment where we like to take letters. You can send them to us on our social media, and you can send any problem you have in to us, and we will respond to you on the podcast and let you know what we would do in your situation. That's right. And, uh, you know, maybe you, you don't have problems of your own, but there are people around around you that do you could make them listen to this podcast it might inspire them let's have a letter shall we Edie? here we go here's the first letter on the pile you can read this one love okay sure uh it says dear edith maureen and caroline i have a few backyard chooks and they aren't laying as often as usual several months ago i could expect an egg each per day but now i'm lucky if i get one every three days I have read that chooks may stop laying if they're in distress, and I have felt as though I have a bit of a spiritual connection with my girls. Do you think that they're taking on my COVID-19-related stress? That's from Gertrude in Northcote. (laughs) Oh, how original. A woman named Gertrude who lives in Northcote and has chooks in her backyard and believes in spiritual connections. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure she sent her children to the Eleonora schools or something like that. Yeah. And her, her turkey-based children, I would say. Yeah. What I'm most surprised about, Edith, is that this, this Gertrude is uh, keeping her uh, chickens captive, and she lives in Northgate, and she eats eggs, which, uh, you know, not part of the M.O. for living there, is it? Because you have to be a vegan. She's probably selling them on the lesbian black market in Northcote because you can't legally buy chicken's eggs in Northcote. What's the lesbian black market called? Uh, I think they're called the Wheatgrass Mafia. Ah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that. Nearly became a member, actually. Well, look, I think there's uh, there's some good advice here for me to give. Of course, I grew up in the country and Dad had lots of chickens, tons of chickens. Your dad I'd love the chooks, yeah. And uh, my dear old dad was the richest man because back then chicken was a luxury. 
And uh, and what he used to do, he would have problems as well when the hens weren't laying. He'd go out into the uh, hen shed for, he was there for probably 15 minutes. He'd always say, don't come in here when I'm in here, you know. And uh, he came back and, all, you know, a couple of days later, the chickens were laying like crazy. The bizarre thing was that the eggs came out scrambled. Yeah. Sometimes they would have, you know, uh, you know, human hair growing on top of them. But they were laying. And that's what you're wanting to get at, Gertrude. Yes, that's what you want, Gertrude. Uh, probably a shame you don't have a bloke in your life. I'm looking at your letter, Gertrude, and I'm seeing the spiritual connection with my... with my, And you call your, your, your chooks your girls. I mean, come on, Gertrude. Here we go. Come on, Trudy. Come on, love. <laughs> Wake up, love. What do you reckon? She's having sex with the chickens or something sick like that. I don't even know if she has chickens. And this is the problem with the algae... BT community is the drugs. They're all that. on the drugs, and this and this is Daniel Andrews oh. doing. You know, he's building the Pride Centre for them. He's you know, oh, decriminalising the conversion camps. That is a mistake. This is the thing. They all think they have spiritual connections. They're all creative types. Mm. Oh, oh, I need oh, job yeah. keeper. I need job seeker. Oh, my art is affected by the pandemic. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, I can't put on a option frock and perform at the 86 on a Thursday night and pour fake blood all over myself. Oh, it's so hard for me. Well, you weren't making a cent before this pandemic and you won't be making a cent after it. So what's the bloody difference? And your spiritual connection can go and get as rated as the chooks are, as far as I'm concerned, Gertrude, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, and uh, and a little bit of uh, eucalyptus oil in the hay that you put into the chook shed. That mm. often brings on... Yes, that'll help as well. That'll help too. Mm. All right, what's the next one? The next one. Do you want to read this? Oh, this one came to us on Facebook. Right. Yes, I'll read it. This one's from Meg on Facebook. Okay. Hello, Edith and Maureen. Hope you are both keeping well during this pandemic. I've noticed in recent months a real focus on felines in entertainment, mm. from Catch the Movie to Tiger King on the telly uh, to that Wet as Pussy song by Cardi B on the radio. Mm. What are your thoughts about this trend, or are you more dog people? Stay safe. And that's from Meg, as I said on Facebook. Ah, well, uh, I mean, look, I, 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 I can't tell the difference between a cat and a dog anymore. My, my glasses are uh, really unsafe for a human to be wearing. So I, I don't think I've got a preference anymore. I know that I do, I, you know, at night time I cuddle up with my pussy and give it a stroke. But apart from that, uh, I, I could be stroking a dog. I don't know. I haven't noticed this pussy, uh, you know, pussycat sort of overtake of the media. I haven't noticed it personally. Of course, I, I don't mind dogs. I never liked them as a little girl. I once had a, met a, a dog at a, my sixth birthday that was a little bit um, familiar with me. You know, my fault. I was wearing a, a short birthday dress. Uh, but, oh, that uh, is your fault. Uh, yes, it is my fault. But uh, after that, I was never really confident around dogs for a long time. Until recently, of course, as I said earlier in the podcast, I take Caroline to the vet. Well, I say the vets. I take her to the pen. Well, I say I take her to the pound. What I do is I let her loose outside the pound every few months when it's time for a checkup, because that saves me the vet fees, uh, because they'll round her up and they'll put her in the pound for the night and they'll give her a, a, a checkup and they'll give her her vaccinations and things and test her mm. you know, temperature and all that sort of stuff. And then the next morning I go in there in a different hat every time and uh, I, I say to them, oh, I'm looking for, you know, a large uh, mongrel and I'll adopt Caroline again. So I've actually become quite fond of dogs because I, I go in there and I pat all of the little doggies that are in yeah. there. Having said that, um, yes, you are correct, Meg. There are a lot, uh, there are quite a few feline-themed things happening in the media. You're right, Catch the Movie, which I thought was fantastic. But again, I don't have very good glasses, so I can't really tell. Uh, Tiger King, which was the, the, the television program uh, about that woman that you were friends with in America, Carol Baskin. Remember you did some gardening for her? Is she in that? Yes, she's in that. Carol Baskin. 
Remember you were living in America and you got a job as a gardener? Yes, yeah, I, she, she, look, that was tough, tough work. I, you know, I was there on a holiday and I, I had an issue with my visa. I had to stay in America for a bit longer. And, uh, and she made me, she sort of got me dig a lot of, a lot of big holes. And, uh, and she came out, she was burying, I think it was potatoes. I think she was planting potatoes in a big sack and she threw it in the hole. And she said to me, oh, well, uh, you know, she was sort of a very funny woman. She was, oh, well, you know, I think that'll keep my husband out of trouble. You know, <laughs> I didn't. He must love potatoes. He loves potatoes, and uh, she was just making a joke as if she'd killed her husband and put it in, put him in the sack and buried him. <laughs> she was very, very funny, and uh, she had cats too. Is that why she's in there? They were sort of an expert documentary sort of thing. Is it? I think I think you're right, love. I think that might be the case. And then this this wet ass pussy song, which is going around by uh, someone called Cardi B. Now I'm not familiar with a singer called Cardi. B, um, but uh, good on you, uh, Ms. B, Miss, Mrs. B, um, for re-releasing my song, of course. That's an old wartime song, Wet As Pussy, that I recorded during the war. with. And I've, you mentioned George Formby earlier in the show. I recorded it with George Formby. There was an old wartime song. We used to sing it in, in the underground in London in, when, we were, when the Germans were flying over. We'd hide out and sing it. Uh, so it's actually a cover by this Bacardi <laughs> did lady. You, you sang that, did you? <laughs> what are the words, Edith? The words. What are the words to the song? Yes, yeah. Uh, it was a lovely. It was a lovely old wartime song. I can't really remember the tune. Oh. Um, it went. Oh gosh, let me think. think it went it, something think. along the lines of, um, "Oh, it's starting to rain." Though I'm not one to complain, but my poor Moggy, he's one wet as pussy. Let's take it from the refrain. Now Hitler has only got one ball. Girling has two but very small. Himmler has something similar. But poor old Goebbels has no balls at all. Cha-cha-cha. Wet as pussy, bitch. <laughs> Wet ass pussy, wet ass pussy. Yes, yeah. that was the song. And so the Cardi B version, I think, is a cover. I'll, right. I'll expect to check in the mail from, from oh, yeah. Car uh, Cardi. I don't know if that's sort for something, uh, car Cardigan. Or well, something. I thought Cardi B was a sh was a, one of the shops at Forest Hill. No, you're thinking of Noni, Noni B. Noni B. Oh, right. Uh, well, I, that's uh, where I'm confused. I buy Cardi's at Noni B. Yeah. Oh, cool. She's cool, I think. Do you want to read the next one now? Please, yes. Uh, Dear Edith and Maureen, I left Edith a voicemail a week or so ago to say that I'm sorry I didn't get back to you about being on the podcast. What? I've just been so busy. But I'm no longer working on Studio 10, so I do have... Some spare time now. I think that's from Carrie Ann Kennelly. Oh my God, this is getting pathetic. She's a stalker. Carrie Ann, if you're listening, we're not interested anymore. Stop calling us. Stop trying to get in touch with us. We I have oh, no interest in having you on our podcast. I'm sorry, Carrie Ann. Oh. Should we do one more? One more, quick. That was a waste of a letter, yeah. All right, read one more. Read one more. All right. Uh, dear Agony Gran, my son is 21 years old. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, that's a good age. That's a very. They love kids at that age. Strong young man. Of course, the navy's always an option if you, you know. Mm -hmm. My husband and I were facetiming with him a few days ago, and he revealed to us that when he was sixteen, he secretly got a tattoo of a singer called Lana Del Rey. Del Rey. Tattoos and earrings were always forbidden in our house, and we were heartbroken that he would have gone behind our back to get one. I know there are bigger things going on in the world right now, but I'm so furious about this. We haven't spoken to him about it since, as I just don't know what to say to him. Any advice? Mm. That's from Nicole in Keysborough. Oh, Nicole, you poor thing. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, Nicole. If you got a tattoo of Lana Del Rey, I think 
there might be a bigger conversation coming up soon that you're going to need to address that's uh, probably more concerning than the tattoo. Um, do you have any advice for Nicole? Uh, well, I, I'll tell you what I told my children when they got a tattoo. My son was the first one to get one. He came home one day and I could see he, blood coming through his T-shirt. He was wearing his little T-shirt. I could see. I said, What's that, where's that blood from? You know, I threw the dish rag down and ran over and I pulled his sleeve up and he had a tattoo. And uh, it just had a number. It just had numbers. Six, four, sixty-four he had on there, which was his, uh, which was his favourite footballer. And I said, I told you, you will never get a tattoo. He goes, Mum, I'm 23. I'll do what I like. And uh, and I have never spoken to him again. Right. You cut him off for it. Wow. Completely. Well, that's some advice, Nicole. Nicole, look, some of our listeners might find this surprising, but um, I'm not going to give you any negative advice, Nicole. In fact, I think tattoos are wonderful. This might surprise a lot of our listeners to hear me saying this. I think everyone should have one. In fact, I think tattoos should be compulsory, to be quite honest right. with you, Maureen. You know, it's so hard these days. I try to be politically correct, but it's so hard to be politically correct. You it don't know hard. if someone is a gay. You don't know if someone is a trams. You don't know if someone is a... a, no. a, 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 a Coloured, a, a person of a, a coloured. You don't know who is what these days, and so I think. And I came up with this idea recently, and I was lying in bed thinking about this issue, and I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone had to get tattooed with uh, sort of like a stamp that sort of you know lets you know what they are, a label, a label. That's a great way of putting it. Love a little label, just pop that on on them, and then you'll know as they're coming to. Of course, we wouldn't have to label the normal people because we know you know i know that you're a white aussie girl i don't need a, a tattoo for you that makes sense t- to me but everyone else i think should have some sort of barcode or something on i don't know i don't know exactly how the intricacies would work and i think nicole from the sounds of your letter effectively that is what your son has done with his lana mm. del rey tattoo mm. i would say nicole that uh, post lockdown your son's probably going to move out of home he's probably going to move to Peran. Or if he's the kind of fellow that doesn't shave a lot, he might move to Fitzroy. And uh, every Saturday night he's going to send you a little message saying, Mum, can you transfer me $300? I need I need it for rent or something like that. You know? um, th- that's my advice to you, Nicole. I encourage it. It'll make people feel more confident when they talk to your son. Yeah. Oh, great advice. And, look, there's two very different approaches there. My sister also had a son who got a tattoo and she, uh, when he was asleep, although he wasn't asleep for long, she ran the knife under through boiling water and then came and cut the skin off where he got the tattoo uh, and just removed it removed it forcibly and uh, he well obviously that worked he didn't have the tattoo anymore and uh, I think in hindsight he is is happy with that decision although it affected his life pretty severely because it was a full back tattoo he doesn't have a back anymore yeah. He doesn't have a back at all. It's, only, it's just a front. Yeah. So I don't know if you go down that route or not. Maybe start with the conversation. Uh, of course, as we said, if you have any burning questions, please do get in touch with us via social media. But in the meantime, let's have a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, it's everybody's favourite nanny from the silver screen here, Julie Andrews. I do hope you're having a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious day. Due to the global pandemic, filming has been suspended on the Princess Diaries 7, and I find myself out of work. Hence, I am now retooling my talent and am offering babysitting services via Zoom. Plonk your sprograts in front of the computer, Watsit, while you pretend to work from home, and we will have the most marvellous time. There will be all sorts of frivolous fun. We will chitter-chatter with a chap from Charlespra, take the most terrific tea at two, and sing some sumptuous songs. The hills are alive with the sound of music. <coughs> Sorry, never quite recovered from that nodule surgery. 
Come along now, children. Just log on to cam4.com forward slash nannycam to sign up. Spit spot. Well, uh, that sadly brings us to the end it does. of another episode of the Granny Bingo Wireless podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled that so many of you have been so supportive, uh, not only of the podcast, but of my new business venture. Mm. Uh, where I deliver puzzles mm. to sick children. But they're all missing two pieces, uh, just to really fuck with them just before they die. That's right. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it just makes their final days on Earth all that little bit more miserable and frustrating. <laughs> Thank you for your support What's on that? that one, too. Uh, look, well... Uh, That's the door. That's the bunker if... door, love. Do you want to... The bunker... Oh, Jesus, who's there? Do you want me to get it? Yes, can you? I'm sorry, I can't be bothered. I'm not. Hello? Hello? Who is it? Oh, surprise! It's me, Carrie Ann. Oh, no, we're not interested. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I'd pop down and see you. No, don't leave. Don't push Hi. the... T- Edith, it's... Edith, Edith, it's, it's me, Carrie Ann. Kennedy. Oh, Carrie Ann, bugger off. I just wanted to come Kerri-Ann, and, and see you, you in person. Maybe I could do, do the podcast. Want? Well, I'm here. No. Oh, come on, Edith. No, you can't. You know, who are you? Who are you? No, you're not. Tell her that her career is as fucked up as her opinion of trans Edith, people. Come Did on. you hear that? You know, it's me. We've, we've performed all around the world, Edith. No, you're not welcome here. Did you hear that? It's your old Come on, we can do the old two step. How about we sing a song? No, no, no. We're not. I never knew. Well, you know that. Ke- no, Kevin, you are not coming in here and Come singing. On, no. 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 Hey. Then no. stay down, Mal. I showed her. Don't worry, Edith. I go. Karate on. kicked her in the throat. Don't worry. She's oh, gone now. Well, it's all right. It's not like she's been able to sing since about 1989, anyway. Oh, you bitch. Scratch. Oh, kiddies, it breaks my heart to tell you we are at the end of another episode. But make sure you stay tuned for the next episode, where I'll explain to you the importance of cleaning the lint filter out on the dryer. I'll try to hang a picture frame without having the proper tools and constantly get my fingers caught on things and never actually get the string over the hook and then end up dropping it on the ground and the glass will smash everywhere into the carpet and then I'll get glass in my foot. And I'll paint a portrait of Josh Frydenberg. But until then, kiddies, remember we are in the middle of a global pandemic. If you're eating too much, if you've taken up smoking, if you're drinking too much, don't beat yourself up. This has never happened before and hopefully it'll never happen again in our lifetime, so just give yourself a break. All right then, you lot. Well, look after yourself and uh, and be nice to one another and brush your teeth. All right. <laughs> Bye. Hooroo. Uh, lovely Samuel, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm just looking at the surname now. There, Edith, I recognise that surname. That wouldn't Little be Sammy. your grandson's ex-boyfriend, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it might be my grandson's ex-boyfriend. Okay. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice that he's uh, giving to to uh, our family because he took mm-hmm. he took it so much you know he did take it took it like a trooper took it like a trooper but now he's giving and that's very nice of him that's very ironic actually <laughs> oh that's nice of him i appreciate yeah, that yeah it is nice